When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I tell you what, if it, if you're an NFL fan, you probably would want to be a Baltimore Ravens fan at the moment. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers as well, like our producer Joe. But right now, the Baltimore Ravens star is on the rise. And while well, 2013, it was 11 years ago, and uh, I think we're almost full circle. Uh, it may be even a more talented quarterback. Although the old one, he's still going just for another team. Uh, we're going to chat right now to Jonas Schaefer. We're very lucky to have some of his time here. On SCNZ, he is from the Baltimore Banner. He covers the Baltimore Ravens uh, every single day. Jonas, thanks so much for some of your time, man. How's it going over there in Baltimore world? Oh, it's going great. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's, uh, it's a real treat because... Uh, an uncle of mine on my mom's side is actually a New Zealander, a proud New Zealander. So, uh, uh, John Henry, if you're listening, hello. But uh, if not, <laughs> still, all the thanks for being here to Of course, he's listening. Why wouldn't he be listening? He's a he's a regular, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> that's funny, Jonas. I like that, man. Well, okay, that you just softened us up to give us the pitch for um, as to why we jump on the Ravens play- playoff bandwagon. This team has seemed to hit their straps at the right time. And we got here on our coverage on ESPN down in New Zealand, uh, the Miami-Baltimore game. And a lot of people would have tuned in and a lot of people would have seen uh, an offense kind of unstoppable. Yeah, they, it certainly looks that way. They've uh, It's been their defense that has carried them for the first three months of the season. But for the past couple of weeks against one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, it's been this offense led, of course, by Lamar Jackson, who, who plays football uh, in a different way than a lot of quarterbacks. He is you know, extremely talented with his arm, but what he can do with his legs, improvising in the structure of plays, uh, breaking the structure of plays, and making something happen on what you know, his offensive coordinator calls the second play, the third play, that's what really separates him. You know, he, he's the front runner right now to, to an MVP honors. He did that four years ago, too. That was another special season for the Ravens. Uh, they won their final 12 games of the regular season, headed into playoffs as the Super Bowl favorite, and then crashed and burned the first time they actually had to play a playoff, playoff, playoff game. So there are uh, some haunting similarities between how this season is going and how that season is going, but different team, different quarterback, and hopefully for, for Ravens fans and the Ravens themselves, a different result once they actually get to the postseason. Well, they're 7-1 and one away, but that's not really going to matter, is it? Because they're... they're... If they're going to finish with a lot of wins, I assume that they'll probably be resting a few guys this weekend to close out the regular season. Uh, who are they projected to play, Jonas? And do you say that it's a different, you know, it might be eerie, similar feeling, but it is different this time around. What gives you faith that this team is more designed to go deeper into the playoffs? I think this team can win games in a lot more ways. You know, that 2019 team was a running juggernaut. It set the NFL single-season record for rushing yards. Lamar set the uh, single-season record for rushing yards by a quarterback. He has not had to do that. He has leaned more on his arm. The Ravens have become, surprisingly, a pass-first team. 
um, and, and they've shown it with uh, you know how uh, how well they've done, uh, especially over these past you know month or two. Uh, just how productive they can be when everything is kind of lining up. Uh, as for playoffs themselves, it's tough to project right now because you know the quirk of the NFL uh, playoff process is you know you get reseeded after that wild card round, which is the first round of playoffs. So there is no clear bracket for who the Ravens might play. All that we know is that by virtue of them being the number one seed, they will face the low-seeded team, which, uh, as you alluded to earlier, uh, might mean that they face old friend Joe Flacco, who's quarterbacking <laughs> the Cleveland Browns right now. They're in a really good spot. They're the fifth seed, but I think just based on current form, they will probably be the favorite to beat that number four seed uh, because that, that division uh, that would represent the four seed is just very banged up, not a lot of steady quarterbacking play. So it could be that, you know, 11 years after Joe Flacco led the Ravens on this remarkable, uh, totally unpredictable uh, Super Bowl, uh, you know, blaze of glory, he could come back to Baltimore a much older man. I think he's 37 or 38 years old right now, but still has that arm strength, uh, has a terrific defense to, to bolster those, those cases of an upset. And that would be, uh, you know, all anyone in Baltimore could talk about is just this reunion of Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco because it was Lamar who took Joe's uh, job and kind of kicked him to the curb. Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously that that playoff run in 2013 was probably one of the more incredible moments in NRL or, or extended runs in uh, NFL history. Just uh, you never seen a guy get so hot, right? Um, now the the context going into this season was was fascinating. I mean, the the Lamar contract saga. I don't know, was it a saga? It was weird. We kind of vaguely followed along with it down here, but I kind of got the impression going into the year that okay, it was settled, but there might have been some lingering friction. I mean, that's not really how this organization seems to have operated once the seasons got going. So, do you think Lamar and Harbour and and the whole organization are all fully on the same page now? And, and what was that contract process like to cover and report on? It was definitely exceptional. Uh, it, it was it was definitely one of a kind because Lamar does not have an agent. Uh, he, he's, his mother is his manager, and she is uh, you know kind of sphinx-like. There's not much that we know about her. She doesn't do on-the-record interviews. She doesn't do off-the-record interviews. So uh, the Ravens had to walk a fine line between looking out for their best interests and trying to lock him down to a, a long-term contract. I mean, He's you know, the first MVP in, in Ravens history. You can't walk, can't let someone like that just walk out the building without a whole lot of, uh, you know, recompense. And the Ravens, you know, it took a while. Um, most quarterbacks are, are uh, extended after their third year of their deal. That's when they could first be, you know, kind of extended for, for the long term. But the Ravens had to wait until after year five. And so there was a period of uncertainty about whether or not he would come back. Uh, there were, you know, financial considerations in play, whether he would be demanding a fully guaranteed contract, which, you know, if you guys and your listeners have followed along with the uh, whole situation in Cleveland has just been a disaster because of how Deshaun Watson has been a huge, huge disappointment there, and he's owed every single dime on that contract, and it is a substantial amount. And the Ravens ultimately did not give Lamar a fully guaranteed contract. They gave him about, I think, 75 80% fully guaranteed uh, money, made him the highest-paid player in the NFL for at least a few months before another quarterback, uh, you know, eclipsed him. But everything has kind of worked out. You know, they, they have a new offensive coordinator who is more inclined to pass the ball rather than run the ball, which has always been Lamar's preference despite his very obvious natural talent as a runner. 
Um, they you know, invested a wide receiver with a couple of young guys to the draft. Obviously, signing Ozell Beckham Jr. has made a difference and was perhaps the ultimate olive branch to Lamar to say, hey, we're serious about taking this offense in the direction that you want to as well. And, you know, there have been certainly some bumps along the road over these past eight or so months, but uh, things are, are looking pretty good, not just now, but for the uh, short-term future in Baltimore as well. Mm, uh, it's amazing. It's such a, it was such a precarious position, but it just really couldn't have worked out better. What a time for the Harbour brothers, right? They're just uh, on fire at the moment. Um, so that's, that's definitely one to watch as well in college football with Michigan. Now, I'll, I'll get you out on this one, um, Jonas. Really appreciate your time here. Down under at New Zealand on SENZ today. Now, I, I, I guess Dolphins-Bills, people will be looking at that game this weekend. I, I'm not quite sure. I haven't gone all the way through what games absolutely matter and what games, because I'm sure there'll be some teams that kind of it doesn't really um, impact them too much this week, whether they win or lose, you know, judging by their positions. Who are you looking at as a real threat? I'll, I'll put the 49ers to one side, but who is a team that has still got a lot to play for and if they get it right this week and then, you know, first round of the playoffs could go deep in your eyes? Well, I mean, we mentioned Cleveland, but they've already been locked themselves into that number five seed. So I will go with Buffalo. I mean, there's a chance that by uh, the end of this weekend that they could be as high as the number two seed. And there's a chance that, especially if the Ravens lose, which is a nice little twist on this whole predicament, if the Ravens lose and the, uh, and the, and, and the Bills lose to the Dolphins and some other results do not go their way, that Buffalo, which entered the year as, again, you know, a perennial Super Bowl favorite, could just be out of the playoffs altogether. And I think if you want to, you know, give the Ravens as clear a path to the Super Bowl as possible, you want to take away as many of those, you know, transcendently talented quarterbacks like a Josh Allen as possible. So you would only be looking at this conference uh, featuring quarterbacks besides Lamar Jackson, like Tua, who's obviously, you know, a very proficient passer, but not quite as naturally gifted. Um, you know, number three seed, you're not really too worried about the number four seed, like I mentioned with the AFC South. It's not overwhelmingly uh, secure or certain about who's going to be the, the best team to come out of that. So if I'm the Ravens, you know, quietly, I'm rooting for the Bills to lose and to, to find a way to avoid them in the playoffs just because the potential is so high. But, you know, the Ravens, if you look at this on paper, they could have the best offense, defense, and special teams in the conference, and that gives them one hell of a margin for error. Love it. Very well explained. And, um, you know, we'll be watching closely now. We know that the great Jonas Schaefer, uh, Jonas Schaefer has a uh, family member down here in New Zealand. It gives us a real connection to the Baltimore team and the Baltimore banner. Thanks so much for your time, man. Good luck for the rest of the season. And, and hopefully we see the Ravens go deep. Thanks, guys. Hopefully the first of many calls, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jonas Schaefer there, the Baltimore banner. He's our new regular. Is a new NFL guy. Uh, you can go follow him on Twitter if you're into the football uh, sports at the Baltimore Banner. He is just at Jonas underscore Schaefer on Twitter or X or whatever it is called. Uh, right. Coming up after nine, Jamie Wall. I've got a text here from Ted. I'll get to that before the end of the hour, and we'll wrap it up, and we'll come back with Jamie and plenty more here on SCNZ.